Welcome to the Avenue Podcast, your avenue to enlightening conversations and insightful explorations. I am your host, Trey Etter, and I'm grateful you have joined us. Hey, last uh, episode, I talked about this is season two. Well, I was wrong. This is season three. How about that? So we are in season three of this podcast. This is this new format that we've been going for for a couple episodes now. And if you haven't heard, definitely look at the trailer. But we're going to be going through about 10 to 15 minutes of lots of different stuff. And we're continuing the series that we started last episode, which is 10 Things I Wish I Understood as a Freshman. This is part two, the last part. If you want to hear the other five things that I listed, definitely go check out our last episode but we're going to continue on because i know we've got a short time 10 to 15 and so here we go the the number six the adults in my life know more about life than i give them credit for this is a really interesting one that i think i've been processing for a while especially now that i'm married and have two beautiful girls and my daughter is asking me these questions i give her the answer and then she goes no it's not i'm like why'd you ask me if you're not going to take my advice even though i know the correct answer about why shoes need to be tied or why the sky looks the way it does when it's rainy outside you know so uh, i propagate that out to when i was in college uh i didn't really give adults a lot of credit for having lived life and now that I am an adult and have many adult friends and of course many of them are discipling college students they're giving really insightful wisdom when they were a college student from everything about dating to finances to jobs to relationships to how to deal with a roommate to study habits to all of these different things that I just sort of dismissed when I was in college and it really wasn't until I graduated when I really started to realize there's a lot of wisdom that I just didn't tap into and that's everything from my parents to people in the church that I just said you know what they're an adult I'll be friends with them when I graduate but right now I only care about college students and honestly college students you guys have lived a lot of life some of you are incredibly wise but there's a lot you don't know so the adults in my life know more about life than I give them credit for and I bet it's the same for you number seven the rhythms I set now are hard to break later set good rhythms now the rhythms i set now are hard to break later set good rhythms now this is so true i mean everything from when i wake up to what i eat for breakfast to when i eat my food to when i work out to all of these different things those are habits that i formed when i was in college and some of those habits i still have now and they were formed when i was a freshman sophomore junior uh even a senior and so here's my advice here's my encouragement for you if you're a college student listening or even if you're a young adult or hey even if you're an adult and you're listening to this right now you probably know what i'm talking about set good habits now good rhythms now from maybe you want to wake up earlier so that you can spend time in scripture that's uninterrupted you don't have homework you don't have people who are trying to bug you you don't have all these different things trying to gain your attention and you're setting these rhythms of spending time with the lord or you're setting good rhythms of going to church consistently that sounds like such a you know christianese thing to say of going to church but let me tell you going to church 
is not only biblical, but there are so many mental and physical and emotional benefits that come from being a part of a family of faith and joining with them regularly, not only on Sundays, but Wednesdays or whatever church you go to, whatever the rhythms they have, whether it's a prayer time or a small group or discipleship classes, those are so good to be a part of. And so as a college student, it's really difficult because you have, you know, intramurals and you have Greek life and you have all these different things. Uh, but good rhythms set now are so good and they will benefit you so well. So here's what I'm going to say. Find an adult, figure out what rhythms they have that are life-giving and maybe, maybe emulate some of that. Number eight, I don't know myself as well as I think I do. I don't know myself as well as I think I do. That is such a good thing because I thought coming into college, I knew what was good for my life, what my major was going to be, what I was going to do after college, when I was going to get married, how many kids I was going to have, the things that I thought that I liked and didn't like. Let me tell you, I was completely wrong. And maybe this is just me not knowing myself well, uh, but there is a lot of good in just recognizing that the Lord knows you better than you know yourself. And so when there's a call that comes on your life, when you're in prayer and there's a holy discontent on your soul about a decision or a new direction, that's because God knows you better than you know yourself. So quick testimony for me. I thought I, I did Army ROTC. I thought I was going to do the active duty Army thing. I was in an engineering degree, and I thought I was going to go get deployed, go blow stuff up, go get some medals, have a great life, retire early, and then go do whatever I wanted to do after retirement. Well, in between my junior and my senior year, I felt a call to ministry that was honestly mind-blowing and and one of the more supernatural moments of my life, something that I could not shake and I'd surrendered to. And so my whole life path, even my desires and my likes and my dislikes and the, and the, and the outlook on my life, the path that I had just completely changed. And that's because God knew exactly what he designed me to do. And as far as I know right now, it is to be a shepherd in a local church. And so that was not what I wanted to do. I had no desire to be in ministry. I had no wants to be in the backgrounds of ministry. I just wanted to disciple people and go blow stuff up. Well, fun fact, I can still blow stuff up because I enjoy firearms and stuff like that. But it just wasn't in the way that I thought. I thought that I knew what was good for me. And here I am in something completely different, but gosh, God really knew what he was doing when he called me to ministry. So uh, praise God for that. But let me tell you, you don't know yourself as well as you think you do. Number nine, Jesus is way more blank than I could have imagined. I put a blank here because he is way more loving, gracious, merciful, just, beautiful than I could have ever imagined. And I've used the word imagined specifically because I think a lot of what my faith really uh, has increased in is the way in which the Lord has really crafted even just humanity's imagination to be able to dream of what could happen when God gets involved. So let's just let's just take, for example, Baylor's campus. 
we want students to engage the campus. We want the campus to be 100% changed. Well, guess what? We can't do that on our own. Uh, we're a mid-sized ministry. We're not able. To, we're not going to be able to reach the entire campus. But what hap- what would happen if God got involved? What would happen if there was this supernatural Holy Spirit, uh, no doubt moment that suddenly things become a lot more possible when God gets involved. And when when I look at just the imagination that the Lord gives us, I think it's an incredibly powerful tool. Uh, that allows us to dream big, dream these amazing God-sized dreams. And the reason I put Jesus in here is because I think too often we we look at Jesus, we've learned about him, we've understood the cross, we've been in Sunday school, or we've heard sermons about it, and we're like, boom, got it. I, I don't need to know anymore. I don't need to experience anything else. But as I've matured in my faith, as I've been really under trials in my life as I've been discipled by people and and sat under incredible men in my life my eyes even my imagination uh, has just been expanded to see Jesus as even more beautiful and just and gracious and merciful and it just completely humbles me when I sit down and I think about and I meditate on and I just sit in knowing what Jesus has done and knowing who I am and knowing all of the different things involved in the cross in that moment in time when something incredible happened. And so Jesus is way more blank than I could have imagined. I guarantee it is the same for you because the cross, what Jesus has done, his ministry, his miracles, his character, just Jesus, the, the being of Jesus is way more than we could have ever imagined. Number 10, here's the last one, pray more. Number 10, pray more. Look, something that has really stuck with me is uh, when I was listening to a podcast and Tim Keller was being interviewed uh, the late Tim Keller, who's just recently passed away from pancreatic cancer, an incredible uh, man that I never got to meet, but has an impact on my faith uh, in some significant ways. But Tim Keller was being interviewed and uh, he was saying, or sorry, he was being interviewed about like, you know, you, you just stepped away from being a pastor at this huge mega church in New York. Uh, you're super successful. You have all these books what do you regret? Do you have any regrets about your time in ministry? And he said, I wish I would have prayed more. And I sat there listening like, dude, you have New York time bestsellers on almost everything you write, which is something authors covet. And you also grew a church in downtown New York city to be like 8,000 people. I mean, that is huge. I mean, your leadership must have been insane. And so here we go saying, I wish I would have prayed more. I just sat back and I'm like, what is he talking about? And fast forward a few months and in my own faith and even just teaching about prayer and again, having men in my life who just sold out for prayer and having just a deeper appreciation and an understanding of the the usefulness and the the beauty of prayer and what it really is and 
how we can come to God and worship and we're in his presence and we can petition him for things and for people and we can just yield to his will and in the same time we're communicating with him we're communing with him we're worshiping him suddenly I began to understand I just you know Tim Keller saying even amidst the books and the church and the family I just I wish I would have spent more time in the presence of God and what an incredible testimony of prayer in someone who has done so much in his life to say, I wish I would have spent more time in the throne room of God on my knees. And so let me just tell you, I wish I would have prayed more in my life. And let me tell you now, I hope and pray that I pray more in my life to come because that seems to be just when I feel the most growth and maturity and even closeness to God is when I'm on my knees in prayer. So those are 10 things I wish of un- I wish I would have understood as a freshman. Part one, part two, we're getting this podcast back up and running. I hope it's useful for you guys. Uh, definitely check us out on social media. If you want to hear more of this, definitely subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or wherever else you find your podcast. Love you guys. I'll see you next time. Oh,